The views expressed by guests on this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and not PCCA. This podcast is intended to be educational and informative. PCCA does not endorse or advocate any practice that is not consistent with federal and state laws or regulations. Check with your local board of pharmacy about any issues in your particular jurisdiction. Welcome to the Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning pharmacy. Welcome to Tech Talk, a Mortar and Pestle production. This is Aaron Michael. I'm your host, and I'm excited to have um, a colleague with me today, Jeremy Amello from Koshland Farm in San Francisco, California. Um, excited to bring on uh, Jeremy and, and have him share a little bit about kind of uh, how Koshland Farm has implemented some career paths and some great ways for technicians to not only get into the industry, but really make it a profession for them instead of just a day-to-day job. So Jeremy, thanks for being with us today. We're excited to have you on the podcast. Definitely. I'm excited too, Aaron. It's definitely a great pleasure to be on the podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. So I'd love for our audience to get to know a little bit about Jeremy. Who are you? Um, kind of, you know, how'd you get into pharmacy? What does your journey look like? And and who's Koshland Farm? Um, you know, I think some people are probably waiting for me to say pharmacy, uh, but it is Koshland Farm. And uh, I know that's part of your branding, but tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about Koshland. Uh, definitely. Uh, well, about me, I mean, I started off, um, you know, here in the Bay Area and then I moved to Las Vegas and uh, went to school at Pima Medical Institute for pharmacy tech program. And, you know, from there, I really didn't know about much about compound. It was more like retail or hospital. But my journey just to find out that I found something about compounding with one of my instructors telling me and did one of my externs at a compounding pharmacy also in Vegas. And from there, I kind of fell in love. Like, I didn't know that you know, we, there's stuff that we can make medication from scratch. I thought it was all more manufacturing and stuff and, you know, retail and hospital. Um, but from there, you know, that journey began from starting off an opportunity at a compounding pharmacy in Vegas. And I moved back here to the Bay Area in San Francisco and where, you know, Caution Farm, I found Caution Farm on the website and, and, they're another compounded pharmacy. So I was like, I felt like this is something that I could keep pursuing and something that I love doing uh, a lot more hands-on. And from there, I I mean, been doing this for going on 13 years of of compounding pharmacy now. And and Caution Farm is, you know, given the opportunity here, Caution Farm is uh, the owner, Peter Koshland, which is uh, here based in San Francisco. We do a lot of uh, custom compounding medication. Awesome. Awesome. And you serve as the compounding production supervisor. And so um, tell me a little bit, you know, what does that title entail? Um, what what does your team look like that you lead and what what does your day-to-day look like? Um, yeah, my day-to-day, I mean, for me as uh, as the production supervisor is to make sure our production and workflow is always smooth. Um, and I, you know, definitely can't guarantee that, but usually just trying to um, delegate work supervise about 17 employees under mine. Um, I do have a couple of lab assistants also that I'm supervising too, but the uh, compounding technicians, about 14 of our, of them in there. Um, so we give them opportunities. Awesome. Awesome. So Koshland, um, you know, I know a lot about your pharmacy. It's, it's one of uh, definitely the 
the gold standards in California, but um, what are some of the specialty areas that you guys focus on? Um, are you sterile, non-sterile? What's a little bit just more about the business model at Koshlin? Oh, definitely. I mean, we do both uh, sterile and non-sterile. Um, a lot of the hormones that we do, we do um, starting to do a lot more of the cosmetic, like hydroquinones. And uh, I think our biggest one is the RDTs, but we do all sorts of stuff uh, in, in the compounding. So Jeremy, I'd love to drill down a little bit more because I know you shared that you came um, from a technician training program of which we have, you know, a few of those in California and um, they put out amazing technicians and, and, but compounding pharmacy is one of those niche markets. And so I know that in some of the training programs, you know, diving deep into, especially as Koshlin Farm is a compounding only facility who does not do, you know, any retail scripts. There's not much that you learn about that um, or very minimal in some of our training programs. So I'd love to unpack a little bit about, you know, some of the career paths that you guys have developed there at Koshlin Farm. It's one of the things that I really love um, talking to Krista and to Peter about, and I love how they really elevate pharmacy technicians. Everything from, you know, being a part of the internship programs with some of these technician training um, schools, but also, you know, I know you guys have hired some of them after they've come out of their internships and grown with you guys and, and developed some of those career paths, like I said earlier. So that way it becomes more of a, a profession and not a job. So if it's okay with you, I would love for you to share a little bit about how do you work with some of these, um, you know, technician training schools and what does that career path look like that you guys have developed there at Koshland Farm? Well, I think first, I mean, it's always a pleasure to even be having contracts with these different colleges and going to different of these schools and opportunities to like talk about uh, what compounding is and giving them texts to even bring them in for their intern hours and, and watch them grow from there, seeing the potentials and, and see how they spark up when they first come in and, and see different machines and stuff. And knowing that we could give them opportunities from, you know, when I was going to school, we didn't have employees or supervisors coming to our school and talk about their pharmacy and saying, hey, this is what we have. But for us to do that now and going to like different colleges and and say, hey, we got this opportunity. We, could, we have potential growth here. Um, it's a lot of good networking, knowing the, the teachers and instructors over there. So when you watch the, the technicians come in and, and giving them and they first do the interns, it, it just shows that it's a good thing for them to grow from there and, and give them different potentials to even be a uh, an employee here. And we hired so many, uh, like maybe two or three students that were, they haven't even got their license, but even giving them opportunities to be a lab assistant first to just get in that pharmacy um, setting. Yeah. And, and I'd love to maybe uh, have you share a little bit about the differences in the positions that you have there. So you did mention a lab assistant. Um, I know you guys are, you know, sterile and non-sterile compounding. Um, what are some of the qualifications? I guess let's start with the lab assistant. So what would be some of the duties that just a lab assistant does? The lab assistants usually for them. They're not really uh, pharmacy techs, but we do have uh, technicians that like student technicians to start off there first. Um, and just kind of be more of like getting our equipment ready, washing, dishwashing, help shipping, um, restock, inventory. So our lab assistant does a, a lot of the behind the scenes, kind of helping out um, the compounding technicians. So they do more of the behind the scenes too um, with getting our equipment all set up. Okay. 
And then tell me a little bit about, you know, what are some of the, what, or what does a typical day look like for a non-sterile compounding technician? And, um, you know, tell me, is certification required at Koshland Farm or what are some of those qualifications that you look for too before you move them into a non-sterile compounding tech position? Um, no, really no certification. I mean, having, of course, a, a license, um, but I do put them first at, you know, doing the fill station first and see if they're, they can sell the prescription, uh, being very detail-oriented, uh, reading the scripts, because, of course, our scripts are a little bit different compared to regular retail pharmacy, uh, knowing our devices and what devices we put them in and for, like, different creams. And learn how to fill these devices too. So we start them off at at fill station for about a month, month and a half, uh, depending on two months. And I usually talk to the technician to see how they go. Then from there, they usually um, move into the capsules uh, compounding, where they start to compound more of like the intense work um, after being filling. And they usually do a NIOSH and a non-NIOSH training portion on that. Okay. And for our listeners, NIOSH and non-NIOSH, that would be your hazardous and non-hazardous. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there are some, I know there's some of our listeners may not be aware of, of those uh, acronyms. And so I always like to explain it, especially if we have somebody who's not in the industry at all and thinking about getting into pharmacy. So um, yeah, so that would be hazardous compounding and non-hazardous compounding. Um, so tell me how many, uh, you know, as far as, you know, you're in an elevated role as a supervisor there. Uh, do you have other people that are in that role as a technician, um, or is it just you? Uh, well, we could move into that. We do have different milestones um, from, of course, being um, a compounding tech in training, then become a compounder, a common technician, then you become you could become a senior tech, um, a senior tech in training, and then senior tech, and then you could become assistant supervisor, where I have two now. Uh, that helps me out with a lot of my uh, workflow. I do, you know, having them have one in the morning and one at night. So it kind of gets covered. So there's a lot of potential growth, a lot of milestones that you can go. And then from there, you know, there's other milestones where you can go to even going to sterile. Yeah. So lots of opportunities there within, um, within Koshland Farm. How many technicians do you guys currently have on staff? I, on the non-sterile side, there's 14. And then in the sterile, there's two. Okay. So 16 total. Awesome. Awesome. And then tell me a little bit about just your kind of management team. I'm assuming you interact a lot, um, you know, with pharmacists and stuff, but how, you know, what, what does that dialogue look like? Do you guys have regular meetings? Um, you know, what does the management team look like at Koshlin? Uh, management team for uh, me, uh, definitely we interact on a daily basis, uh, not even maybe on an hourly basis too sometimes, <laughs> yeah. calling a lot of audibles for myself. Um, we do have daily huddles. We started this new one where I have a team huddle up every morning and I get all, all the whole production team, um, surrounded in the middle of the pharmacy. We have a whiteboard, um, up there where it kind of shows us what our goals are. You know, I usually, it's kind of like a little football huddle up where I just tell them what, what's going on that day. Like, Hey, we are focusing on this day. We got a, a lot more melts, uh, suppositories, many inserts that we have to focus on. So those are more time consuming where we have to repackage them. Just, and and like, hey, let's make sure we get all the refrigerated items sent today because it's a Thursday because um, we don't usually ship anything out on the weekend. So give them, them uh, a daily game plan. It's been helping out a lot. And that's been going on for almost two months. And with 
what we've been learning too now with the with the team and the management team that Peter and Chris came up with having lean manufacturing. So more of like not really, you know, not really working as hard, but working smarter where you're not trying to overwhelm your, your the technicians. Uh, a lot of like waste and, and movement, uh, making sure, because there's a lot of movement and even ourselves watching uh, technicians, they can save a lot of time by just not walking back and forth and having it all set up. So that opened up a lot of doors with that lean manufacturing. Uh, it also opened up a lot of doors for us to communicate more um, with, with the whole team. Yeah, um, I, I know a lot of our members um, and compounders have bought into the the lean process, and and definitely, like you said, not having to walk across the lab fifteen times, putting things that you are using. You know, if you're going to be at a capsule station, make sure that all of the pieces of equipment and everything that you need is going to be right there in front of you, instead of having to take you know more steps than you need to and wasting definitely. some of that time. So I, I know that that's a great uh, system that a lot of our, our compounders have adopted within the pharmacy too. It's great to hear that it's working for you guys too. Cause I know I was talking to Peter uh, a while ago when he was just starting to embrace it. So I know it was a, an undertaking for you guys to implement it too. So glad to hear that it is working out for you. Um, I'd love to talk about just some of the resources that you utilize to keep yourself educated. So Obviously, uh, you know, I mean, I'm in California as well. I practiced in California and I uh, think uh, most of our listeners probably know uh, if you're in pharmacy at all, California tends to be one of the most strict, uh, you know, pharmacy regulated states. Uh, and so we have a lot of things that we have to abide by, uh, whether that is, you know, FDA and sanitary conditions or guidances that are available. Also USP, uh, 795-800-797, which were just uh, modified and changed and went into effect November 1st. But then we also have our California regulations, which sometimes, uh, you know, are, are more strict than both of the I two that I've just that talked agree. about as well. So agree. lots yeah. of things to stay up to date with and, and keep yourself educated on. So what does education look like for you, Jeremy? And how do you stay abreast of, you know, what's going on in the industry? I think just um, always networking. I think the biggest one too is, you know, PCCA is a good, a good resource. Uh, they always post a lot of stuff on their website to keep us updated with like the new changes. Um, always talking with, from my, myself, I'm always asking questions. I'm always talking to the pharmacist. I'm always um, talking to Peter. He's always keeping me updated. Um, and also even having a concierge group, you know, we share a lot from each other and, and we feed off each other. So we have a PCCA concierge that I'm also a member of that I joined to once a month and and just talk about different stuff. Uh, and once we do, we try to make those changes and try to cut them. It's, it's hard. I mean, we just finished the big project of the B, of all the BUDs, uh, be it on U-States, on all compounds. And it was a, a lot of formulas that we had, but just taking them in different chunks and different sections. We had a, a group, uh, myself, Peter, um, and my two assistant um, supervisor were also, so they took a piece of that and like learn and just ask for help. And I think the more the more knowledgeable and the more aware of that we that we are, um, the more helpful it is. You know, because sometimes I might see something that I I wouldn't know, and they're like, "Hey, this has this, and we shouldn't be doing that." So just keeping us updated and and having everybody in the pharmacy know about it and aware is super helpful. Yeah. And I, I love that mentality of, you know, being open to uh, pointing out things where you can get better too. I know that, you know, 
your environment that you work in is it welcomes that, you know, and everybody oh, is, yeah. is always looking for ways to make the pharmacy better and make processes better. And so, um, you know, I'm sure it's a great place to go to work every single day, especially when you're in that environment where people welcome that type of opportunity to get better. Um, so thinking about um, kind of, you know, you, you said you started in pharmacy about 13 years ago. Things were different 13 years ago and we've evolved. Yeah. And, you know, um, whether it's the responsibilities that we have as pharmacy technicians and the things that we can do, but also, um, you know, just compounding has changed a lot too. Uh, you know, what what are some of those advancements? How do you think that we're doing things different today versus when you first got into this industry, you know, 13 years ago? What have some of those changes looked like and and how do you think that's advanced our profession? Um, I mean, of course, new softwares, new newer, newer equipments, uh, stuff instead of the doing it more uh, manual, we have uh, helpful like, you know, speed mixers now. We didn't have those back then. Um, but just the equipment and just, and I, I mean, every day I'm always still learning. Even today I'm still learning. And I think just with what we have and what, where I first started, it, it's, it's so much, a lot of things changed compared to recording all your weights and using, you know, and I think there's just the board of, I mean, FDA and as the board of pharmacy, we always got to be ready for changes. So with, with them adding these new, like beyond new states, this is the biggest one. Like a lot of the stuff now we have to make more one-offs that we can't make stock. Right. Um, and that will usually stop our workflow, our, our production. So now I have to transition to make technicians have, make sure that they do a lot more one-offs now instead of make a big batch of this and we could keep stock for it because it used to be good for six months or so. Yeah. I mean, so just that just right there was a big, a big change. Right. And I can imagine, you know, when you talk about not being able to make stock anymore, um, that that can change your whole workflow, too. And and it can change the timing of how quickly you can produce that for your patients. Um, how I mean, whether you've done it or not yet. I know we're, we're talking about, you know, right after November 1st here. So we're we're not too far along. It's been about a month or so. But um, what is there anything that you've implemented to make sure that you guys stay on track with your workflow and and that you're not getting too far behind now that you do have to make more of these one offs? I mean, definitely with me and Peter, uh, we all and talking to other pharmacists and and being not learning the, the information of like these new bases of anhydrous and there's got to be a certain percentage. So we're looking to uh, new bases. And I think we already have like um, with these new premium bases that don't have any water. So right. it does last them a little bit longer, um, like the anhydrous bases, a lot of the anhydrous bases that PCCA offers. So that changes, um, that helps us out a lot, you know, right. and with like WO6, definitely. And I think with the feedback that we'll be getting back from the patients, they kind of like the new premium bases too. I'm compared to like regular Bursa base or Microderm now. So um, just a comparison, but I think that's one of the things that we've we've changed and um, offered to the patients to let them know that they can get they can still get the Liberderm or they get the Versa base, but just let them know that it's going to be a shorter date. Or they could try these newer bases where it's going to actually give them a longer date and doesn't have to be refrigerated or whatnot. Um, yeah, so yeah. those are the big changes that we did. I like, I like being able to give the patient a choice, you know, I mean, sometimes yes. there may be some patient that says, no, it's working for me and I don't want to change, but obviously, uh, and I know you guys do a lot, 
of that. And you do it very well too, as far as patient education and really informing, yeah, you know, the patients of, of what they're getting, why they're getting it, um, all of that kind of stuff. I, and I just love that whole holistic approach um, that Koshland Farm embraces. But uh, anytime we can give patients a choice of what, you know, they're looking for is, is better for them for sure. Um, I'm just curious, uh, you know, again, talking about where we've been in the past, I'd love to look a little bit into the future. And where do you see some career uh, or potential career paths or growth opportunities for pharmacy technicians, you know, as our roles continue to evolve? Um, is there anything you guys have talked about at Caution Farm as far as what the future looks like? Or even if you're, you know, had a little crystal ball, what, what do you think technicians will be doing in the future? Oh, uh, it's hard for me to speak on other technicians, but I think, you know, seeing them, like, you know, the potential growth, as for me, like, it made me want to open up, you know, see myself having my own business one day and, and you know, continue that legacy of like, because it is, it's, it's super like a big need for for all these patients. And you can see how much of these medication and compounds, what we do that other retail pharmacies can, you know, can provide and it changes a lot of the uh, patient's lives, you know, so I feel like that's something that, it's just, it is super cool that we can provide for that. And it, it opened up eyes like, hey, I want to open up or maybe be part owner one day or or whatever it is. Uh, you, you just never know. But, you know, for other techs, I hope they see the same thing. And I, I try to make it kind of fun for them when, when they're compounding too and say, hey, this is something that, because on a daily basis, it's always something different. It's yeah. always something new for me. And I'm always learning. So um, that that's, if they could see that, what I see, I think is it'll be always, always a good growth and potential for the future. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, <clears throat> again, I just, I love the the whole team approach that you guys have there and really giving the opportunities for technicians. I know uh, some of our listeners have heard me say it and I've always preached, you know, we're not just a technician. And anytime I hear one of my colleagues say, oh, well, I'm just a technician. It's like, we need to be very proud of what we do, you know, as pharmacy technicians, we're, we're doing things today that definitely 25 years ago, 30 years ago, when I got into this business, it's not where I thought that I'd be, um, or I thought that I'd have that responsibility. And I'm just so proud to see the role that we play within uh, patient care and within the pharmacy profession. So I just, I always encourage people to think more of themselves and really have pride in their profession. I love hearing in your voice, Jeremy, that you're excited about what you do every single day and that someday maybe ownership is in your future. I think that's that's totally awesome. And I know Peter, uh, when he hears this, he's going to be uh, smiling from ear to ear. So yes. it's, it's a good feeling to have that. And I know you're a vital part of that pharmacy team as well. Um, you know, we may have some of our listeners here, and I always like to ask this as one of our final questions, um, that are thinking about getting into pharmacy and maybe, you know, they're just exploring the opportunity, but what advice would you give somebody who's maybe thinking about becoming a pharmacy technician or even getting into the compounding industry? Um, you know, why should they do it? Um, I think to become, a, you know, I, I feel like just always willing to be open, always willing to be open and, and always wanting to learn, to keep learning on a daily basis. And if you go with your hands, I feel like it's, it's, it's a good thing. You know, people say that they like cooking. Yep. Uh, if you like cooking, that's probably, you go kind of go hand in hand with the measurements and everything. But I think the biggest one is to be patient, um, always being patient and, and always wanting to learn, to keep learning because every day in this industry, there's always going to be something to learn about. Like even with the simple as like a new formula, new different formulas or 
beyond new states or the new board, uh, board of pharmacy wants us to com be complied with, you know, compliance and any other stuff. So just being patient, that's the biggest <laughs> thing and wanting to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned it multiple times, you know, what that you learn every single day and that we're doing things differently. And, um, it's just, it's so amazing to see all of the different responsibilities and the, the roles and everything, just the career paths that are available for technicians. So, um, any final words or anything you'd like to add before we, we wrap up this session? I know that our listeners have probably enjoyed, uh, you know, everything that you've said, you brought a lot of great tips here, but any final words for our listeners? Um, no, I think it was just a great opportunity. And I think just, uh, yeah, I think just having more and more pharmacy technicians here, uh, and out there in the world, I think it'll be, it makes a big change because I think a lot of the pharmacists now, they, 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 they count on us too. You know, a lot of the pharmacists count on us too. Um, so just like how we count on them. So it's a, it's a 50, 50 right there. Yeah, I agree. Couldn't agree more. We're definitely a, a team effort there. So Jeremy, thank you for spending time with us today. Um, I loved hearing about just your, your career path and everything you guys have done there at Koshland Farm to elevate uh, the role of the pharmacy technician. So appreciate what you do for patients and practitioners and uh, just so thankful that you spent time with us today. So, well, thank you guys for being with us and uh, we will catch you on a next episode of Tech Talk, a mortar and pestle production. Have a great day.